next on the 5 o'clock report. This is the first real snow we've had. Our staff reviewed all of the materials. The tragedy that we hear about far too often. We'll fight with pitchfork. We cannot allow Ukraine to bleed to death. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. The calm before the second part of the storm. Our Kevin Williams expecting several inches of snow from many parts of Pennsylvania and New York before this week is out. Keeping your eyes on a storm system heading our way from the southwestern United States, where snow flurries fell in parts of the Tucson area. That system will track through Tennessee tomorrow into northern New England on Thursday, bringing our region snow and a bit of ice and rain. They got it pretty good yesterday in New England. Harvard partly blacked out. Thousands with their power knocked out by downed trees thanks to wind and heavy wet snow this new englander taking it all in stride though the power is out but we can't complain it's almost the end of january and this is the first real snow we've had Kevin's full forecast for our area is straight ahead. A new chapter in Washington's growing classified document saga, this time involving former vice president and likely 2024 Republican presidential candidate Mike Pence. On January 10th, the former vice president told CBS News he was sure he had no classified papers in his possession. Our staff reviewed all of the materials. But about a week after that interview, an attorney for Mike Pence told the National Archives that following a search done out of an abundance of caution, a small number of papers marked classified had indeed been found in a box that appeared to have been inadvertently sent to Pence's Indiana home. The lawyer says the papers were immediately moved to a safe and that the FBI came to collect them three days later. CBS's Stephen Portnoy. Meanwhile, President Biden continues to cast his own document gaffes as no big deal. Law professor Jonathan Turley tells Fox News that as more Biden docs are unearthed, people aren't buying that. The one thing you don't want to do in a trial is insult the jury. You don't insult their intelligence. And the White House has really, I think, crossed that line. I think a lot of citizens are using the president's tagline of, come on, man. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre continuing to shoot down questions about the topic today. More carnage in California. It's a tragedy that we hear about far too often, but today is hit home here in San Mateo County. That's County Sheriff Christina Corpus on yesterday shooting at two locations in Half Moon Bay, California, that's south of San Francisco. Seven died in what authorities say was workplace violence. A 66-year-old suspect in custody pending formal charges. The mayor there. This is something we get to watch on the news. Never think that it's going to come and hit home. California Governor Gavin Newsom says others are partly to blame. We're up against hardcore zealots and right-wing judges, not just politicians, that are trying to roll back progress. Meanwhile, police in L.A. still looking for answers to a weekend dance club shooting that left a dozen dead, including the shooter. Did he plan this? Was it the day of? Was it a week before? What drove a madman to do this? We don't know, and but we intend to find out. L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna, an about-face today for the Biden administration on tanks for Ukraine. The AP reporting the White House will send M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine after declining to do so for months. The decision could be announced as soon as tomorrow, although actual delivery of those tanks could take many months. Germany has said it would send its tanks if the U.S. sent some of its own. After meeting uh, President Zelensky and interacting with the Ukrainian leadership, uh, there's no way they're going to quit. They're not going to concede an inch of uh, Ukrainian territory to the Russians. South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham says Ukraine is at an inflection point in its fight and needs Western-style tanks to defend itself. Connecticut Democrat Richard Blumenthal says the U.S. can't afford to allow Ukraine to lose. Who are fighting and will fight to the death, will fight with pitchforks. They are outmanned. We cannot allow them to be outgunned. We cannot allow Ukraine to bleed to death. 
A Wall Street Journal report says the U.S. campaign to supply weapons to Ukraine is leaving us short of some weaponry that might be needed in other areas, such as Taiwan. One expert tells Fox News there is some truth to that. They're not using the same weapons in both theaters. It is true that we definitely need anti-tank missiles in Taiwan and in Ukraine. But in Ukraine, they're in many cases in need of armored vehicles and tanks, which aren't really applicable to the potential situation in Taiwan. Former National Security Council member Michael Allen. The doomsday clock ticking ever closer to midnight. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists moving the hands of the symbolic clock 10 seconds forward. The members of the Science and Security Board move the hands of the doomsday clock forward, largely, though not exclusively, because of the mounting dangers in the war in Ukraine. Rachel Bronson of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. That's the closest the symbolic clock has ever been to midnight. Long COVID. It's keeping a lot of people out of work still. The study from New York's largest workers' compensation insurer also found nearly 20% of long COVID patients, more than three-fourths of them younger than 60, were still unable to work more than a year after getting the coronavirus. CBS's Jim Crisula. Looks like the days of sharing your Netflix password are numbered. The company has been basically closing its eyes to people sharing their passwords with everyone from friends to parents. But in a letter to shareholders, it says that could all be over by the end of March. The company says more than 100 million households share accounts, and that undermines its ability to invest and improve. CBS's Allison Keys. Researchers at the University of Georgia trying to make life a bit sweeter for honeybees. The Athens Banner Herald reports the team has joined forces with a locally based biotech company to develop what's considered the world's first honeybee vaccine. The development came about after a certain virus was identified as causing higher mortality and colony collapse. The vaccine will be distributed through a sugary dough-like substance. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a prominent pro-lifers trial begins in Pennsylvania. Governor Cuomo speaking out on judges, guns, and abortion, and an update on a new Buffalo Bills stadium. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast for the night tonight, partly to mostly cloudy with a couple of flurries below in the 20s. It'll be cloudy on Wednesday with brisk winds from south to north. Snow will arrive and then transition to sleet and rain before tapering late in the day. Several inches can accumulate in many areas through the day with high temperatures in the 30s to near 40. Thursday, cloudy, brisk winds turning colder. A rain-snow mix early, then occasional light snow and flurries. Temperatures on Thursday in the 20s and 30s and falling during the day. Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Jury trial underway today in Philadelphia. A prominent pro-life advocate, Mark Houck, facing federal charges related to an altercation between him and a patient escort outside of a Planned Parenthood facility. The Thomas More Society providing legal defense for Houck. Vice President Peter Breen says his client committed no crime. The alleged victim, the abortion escort, walked to them. No patients around, no reason to go there other than to plant himself next to Mark's son and harass him. A 72-year-old man, this alleged victim, should know better than to go down the sidewalk to harass a 12-year-old boy. Hoke notably was arrested in a guns-drawn FBI raid. Breen says this is more evidence that pro-abortion leaders in the Justice Department are trying to cower pro-lifers into silence. This is really their first major foray, their first public attempt to intimidate and frighten the pro-life movement, and they, they picked the wrong guy. The attorney says any charges related to the shoving match should have been handled at the state level, but local prosecutors investigated choosing not to file charges against Hoke. 
Hundreds of students gathered at the Pennsylvania Capitol Monday to celebrate the kickoff of National School Choice Week. Students from across the state who attend charter, cyber, and private schools, as well as homeschoolers, rallied to urge state policymakers to recognize the value of having a choice when it comes to their education. Senate Republican Judy Ward of Blair County said education isn't a one-size-fits-all. She said educational options are needed to better serve the diversity of students' educational needs. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thanks, Terry. To New York now, Governor Kathy Hochul looking at her options after her pick for a chief appeals court judge got rejected by the Senate Judiciary Committee last week. The Buffalo News previously reported that the governor's in the process of getting a litigator to gear up for a legal fight. So Hochul was asked if she plans on suing the state Senate in an effort to get Hector LaSalle appointed chief judge. You're saying that that is an option. I'm telling you, I'm looking at all options. Hochul admits there's a vacancy on the court right now, and this could be a long process after the Judiciary Committee voted down her pick. But as the governor, it is my prerogative to do what's best for the people of the state of New York after thoughtful analysis and consultation. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. That's not the only topic on the governor's mind these days. On gun violence today, she touted recent changes to state gun laws in light of California's recent mass shootings. Our hearts are broken. Our, our country is being torn apart by gun violence. And 18 lives lost in three days. And on abortion, the Democrat outlined plans that include shielding the personal data of anyone seeking an abortion and allowing pharmacists to directly prescribe drugs for in-home chemical abortions. Jim Harden is with the pro-life group Compass Care. Now the abortion industry in New York is building infrastructure at taxpayer expense under New York Governor Hochul to recruit abortionists into New York State as well as develop the infrastructure to send these dangerous chemical abortion drugs in the mail. He says the Empire State could become the abortion tourism capital of America. America if Hochul's plans are allowed to succeed. WGRZ is reporting that a Springville man has been charged with arson in a Monday night blaze which destroyed a four-unit apartment building in the town. The suspect's name not immediately available. Flames broke out late Monday night at the Springbrook Apartments, leaving more than a dozen people in the care of family members and the Red Cross. Resident Holly Ortolano spoke with the Buffalo News. I was watching TV. Neighbor knocked on the door of my other neighbor that, and I heard her on the phone with, uh, you know, 911 that there was a fire. Came out and when I first came out, just The end here was on fire, and within a matter of minutes, the whole thing was just engulfed. The blaze originally toned out as a mass casualty incident, but thankfully no injuries were actually reported, though a pair of cats reportedly did perish in the blaze. New York Republicans are calling for a rollback of the state's criminal justice reforms. That story from Family Life's Bob Price. Yeah, Mark, the state GOP held a press conference yesterday saying bail reform has been disastrous and is directly responsible for out-of-control crime in New York. They argue judges are barred from making common-sense rulings that protect communities from dangerous people. The GOP says judicial discretion would stop the revolving door in our criminal justice system. Republicans want increased penalties for repeat offenders, policies in place that protect victims' rights, and judges to have the authority to set lifetime orders of protection in domestic abuse cases. Bob Price, Family Life News. Thanks, Bob. Some big bucks coming to small communities in western New York. Governor Hochul cracking open the 
state coffers for the city of Dunkirk and the villages of Lancaster and Wellsville. I want you to shine. I want you to go out there and just say, we are a fantastic community. Those three communities will share $19 million for downtown revitalization efforts. We're ready to take that giant step to become a destination here in western New York. Dunkirk Mayor Willie Rosas will use his share of the funds to rehab the historic downtown area and spruce up the waterfront. There is so many communities that feel like a long time no one paid attention to them. I know this because I'm from here. That era is over. The villages of Lancaster and Wellsville will each get four and a half million bucks to rebuild their downtowns. I'm excited today for our future because at one point it felt like we didn't have much of one. It is a recognition to the people of Wellsville that, hey, you're headed in the right direction. Another big project coming up in western New York is a brand new Bill Stadium, and that project took a big step forward yesterday. Directors of the Erie County Stadium Corporation approving the general project plan. That's a big step because it allows key agree agreements to be finalized, including finances and environmental review and leases. It also okays the Community Benefits Agreement, a $3 million per year deal that says the team and county will work to expand public transportation to the stadium and have 30% of stadium retailers, vendors, and service companies be women or minority-owned. Erie County Legislative Chair April Baskin tells WGRZ. We have community, 100% community oversight. Nine people are going to be appointed uh, from the general public to work with uh, billionaires, essentially, on how they're going to spend their revenue in our community. Preliminary site work could begin in March. Heavy construction in June. The Bills hope to play their first game there in 2026. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. There was a general calm on Wall Street today as stocks ended the day mixed. The trading of nearly 40 stocks was halted immediately following the opening bell due to price fluctuations. Officials have not determined the cause, and they've referenced the situation as a glitch. 3M and Union Pacific both falling on disappointing earnings, while Microsoft reports after the bell. Oil falling today at $80 a barrel, the Dow gaining 104 points, the S&P 500 losing two, and the Nasdaq dropped 30. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Looking for some ideas to improve your finances? Hi, I'm Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. Try these on for size. How about a shopping ban? For two weeks, try not to spend a dime on anything but the essentials like food and gas. You'll probably find you've been wasting money. Or try selling stuff. Set a goal to sell two or $300 worth of unneeded things that are clogging up your garage or closets. Place ads on eBay or Craigslist. Here's a big one. If you and your spouse both work, try to live on one salary and bank the other. It'll take time and won't be easy, but if you get there, think how prepared you'll be if one of you loses your job. There you have them. Three great challenges to improve your finances. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, looking to adopt a dog? The Niagara SPCA has got a very special one, but you'd better read the fine print. We'll meet Ralphie, the fire-breathing demon, next. <laughs> Hi, 
I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. We're keeping our eyes on a storm system heading our way from the southwestern United States. Although it's not going to turn out to be a major storm, we do have some impactful winter weather ahead as low pressure rise, bringing accumulating snow, then a bit of sleet and rain. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy with a couple of flurries below in the 20s. It will be cloudy tomorrow. From south to north, snow will arrive and then transition to sleet and rain before tapering late in the day. Several inches can accumulate in many areas through the day with high temperatures in the 30s to near 40. Thursday, cloudy, brisk winds turning colder. A rain-snow mix early, then occasional light snow and flurries. Temperatures on Thursday in the 20s and 30s and falling during the day. All right, thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, the terror that is Ralphie. Ralphie! No, 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 not the Christmas story, Ralphie, but even his walloping scut Farkas apparently pales in comparison to the temper of Ralphie, the 26-pound mutt at the Niagara SPCA. Animal shelters sometimes gloss over the shortcomings of would-be adoptees, but not this time. Niagara's somewhat tongue-in-cheek description of Ralphie, who's already been returned twice, got some attention with these bio-highlights. Quoting here, Ralphie is a terror in a somewhat small package. Proceed at your own risk. Ralphie is a fire-breathing demon. He's a whole jerk, not even half. Everything belongs to him. If you dare test his ability to possess things, wrath will ensue. If you show a moment of weakness, prepare to be exploited. The ideal home for Ralphie is with the Mother of Dragons, or at least with an owner who will lead him calmly and sternly, putting up with zero guff. Now, if you still think Ralphie sounds like your kind of dog, the Niagara SPCA says, again quoting, give us a call if you're that crazy. Good luck, Ralphie. Good luck, Ralphie's new owner. That's the mad dog world we live in for Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.